Hello, you're very welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from iShop.net. Live Poetry Reading, Circular 74 slash 2020. Hello, hello, it's Simon Lewis here from Unshot.net with another live poetry reading. How very exciting. It's from the Department of Education's poetry book, Circular, uh, from the Department of Education website. A wonderful read for anyone who hasn't read it yet. Yes, tonight we are reading Circular number 74 slash 2020. Beautiful title, as I'm sure you can appreciate. And it's all about teaching and learning platforms and communication platforms so a riveting topic and just for those of you who haven't listened to my live poetry readings of government circulars they aren't actually live poetry readings the department the minister for education is no poet uh, as far as i know she's no michael d higgins um but uh, what they do is they sneakily release these little circulars into the education system every so often without any furore or any fanfare and uh, sometimes they have a fairly large impact on our education system and on the workload of schools and circular number 74 came out uh, last week I just hadn't have time to do uh, to have a look at it so I'm going to do my live reading of it. Uh, what I generally do is I uh, read through the circular for you, um, skipping all the boring bits, um, although most of them are quite boring, uh, but basically telling you what you need to be doing in order uh, to uh, fulfill the, the wants of the circular. Um, generally, uh, I will uh, moan and groan and uh, complain a lot and uh, give sighs of... Um, I don't know what the word is um, of, of, I mean, I suppose disgust is, is probably too strong a word, but um, I'll be groaning and moaning and whinging and all the other words that can be associated with that. Um, so I, without further ado, we, we will uh, look at this circular. It came um, last week, as I said, um, very, very uh, quietly. Um, I didn't hear a thing from uh, any of our representative bodies. But basically, this is a circular around communication uh, platforms and teaching and learning platforms. And schools are now going to have to provide um, communication platforms, online communication platforms, and teaching and learning platforms uh, in their schools. Um, and this is as a result of uh, COVID-19, as uh, most of the, the circulars these days are uh, because of. Uh, but this isn't actually um, only for COVID-19 times. This is a new addition and a new change to our working conditions. Um, now, I believe we have a union that tends to um, ignore the fact that our working conditions change from time to time over the last decade. Um, I suppose there's been a number of uh, famous examples. Drihid changed the role of uh, principals um, and teachers um, for to, uh, the, the, to um, I suppose, uh, become doing the role of the inspectors. Uh, we've had um, the school completion program, uh, homeschool liaison uh, teachers uh, basically were taken away from uh, the management of their own boards at uh, their own boards and now they're basically employees of Tusla well you know here's another change to our terms and conditions where we now have to be um online um people I suppose online teachers uh when the time needs I suppose it isn't a massive change to our terms and conditions but it's certainly something which we didn't have before um and in a way I suppose 
it's to be expected in COVID-19 times, particularly if schools do have to close um, or if there are, ch um, or more likely because it doesn't look like schools are going to close, uh, that there are children who are not coming to school because of COVID-19. And I have a feeling um, that will be mentioned in this circular. So let's get on with it. Um, the introduction basically uh, says uh, that arising from the public health emergency in 2020, this circular requires all schools have in place a communication and learning platform that supports schools to respond in the event of a partial or full school closure in the future. There you go. It, they're much more succinct than I am. Um, and they say ideally communication and learning should be consolidated within one platform, so don't have a communication platform and a different teaching and learning platform easy easy to say um, however if schools are of the view that additional software is required to meet the needs they're free to employ such software so do it or don't and um, they don't seem to be um, too bothered and um, the rest of the um, of the introduction is um, a fluff um, the entire circular is 13 pages long generally with these circulars the first few pages are um, introductions uh, telling us how great uh, the Department of Education are and the last few pages are appendices which generally are quite useful or not depending on um, what's in them. So let's get through to point number one of this circle which is the purpose of the circular and effectively um, it does actually get into it quite quickly and um, what they want is for us to immediately act to put in place appropriate contingency measures to ensure that schools are prepared to continue support teaching and learning in the event of a partial or full closure of schools um, arising from public health advice. Now, that's an important sentence actually, because I, just before I read it, uh, and I, I, where I was going with this, was um, it would be in the event of a partial or full closure for any event. So that could be like a storm. Um, you know the way if, the, if we're in a red weather warning or something like that, you have to close the school. So this isn't actually out of this. This says it's arising from public health advice. They are very important words, arising from public health advice. So, good. A minimum requirement for all schools. So here's the minimum requirement um, that we have a platform. The, the interesting thing is they're not providing this platform. I just thought I'd mention that. But it should facilitate communication with and between staff, with parents and board of management meetings. So effectively that's Zoom, isn't it? Really, or, or a video platform, isn't it? Uh, communication engagement between teachers and pupils stu uh, or students, uh, including classroom assignment and returns and feedback and assessment. So there you're going, this is your seesaws, your Google Classrooms, your various others. And then remote learning in the event of partial full school closures. Uh, the platform should facilitate some use of live or, or is an important word there, recorded video lessons were practicable practicable okay so there are the three things are for none of this is new to us after doing after being through COVID-19 however are the government going to support it let's find out it point two background do you know what I'm I, I'm glancing through this as I'm speaking and basically what it does is it is waffle there is nothing here that is of any use to you um, because you would have done it all before. So we'll skip that. Number three, aha, what we're looking for, support for implementation of communication or teaching and learning platforms. So here we go. To support schools, the Professional Development Service for Teachers, that's the PDST to you and me, Digital Technologies team has developed a range of materials to assist them in using an online platform to support teaching, learning and assessment. Um, so it, it provides um, that is true um, and for those of you who have listened to this podcast where I have been very critical of said 
PDST uh, tools. Um, effectively, what they've done is they've created this really badly designed website. And I'm so, I, I don't mean to be critical. It'd be, I'd, I'd rather, I'd love if I didn't have to be critical on this. Um, and what it does is it, teach, it teaches you how to use, it gives you a list of the tools and how to use them. But, you know, it could be a lot better. Um, it's not a very good, it's not a very good website. But anyway, it exists, which is good. Um, they have an, the online conferencing section of the PDST Digital Technologies Remote Learning webpage also explores the various platforms that can be used. So again, similarly, it just, it's about, it's, it, it goes through, you know, the various learning platforms, how they, it doesn't teach you how to, doesn't tell you how to do uh, teach using or give you any examples of lessons or anything like that. It just literally shows you, it tells you what it is and how to get it. Um, and if you want any help though, it says you can apply for support from the PDST. And what they will do is give you a bespoke, I love that word they use, yes, a tailored school support. That's what they use, not bespoke school support. Tailored school support from a PDSD advisor, okay. Um, so they will help you get through that if you need it. Now, most of us have already have gone through uh, learning platforms. Um, uh, um, so this is all too late, really. It says schools can select any platform that best suits their own needs, which it literally, for me, translates to, we're not giving you any money. You can do what you want. Um, the Department of Education is not going to, it does not endorse any particular platform until they do. Um, schools are advised to ensure that the platform adopted by the school, okay, so basically what they're advising, given that they're not endorsing, it has to, so they're putting all the responsibility onto the school patron and board of management, um, so they have to approve it, and it's GDPR compliant as per the GDPR for schools.ie website. Now, I wonder, I, I, I wonder what things that we've been using are on those websites. Um, gosh, for example, Zoom, as far as I know, might not be on the GDPR for schools.ie website, incorrectly, by the way, because the trouble with government websites is they're way, way behind what, uh, the reality of what's happening at the moment. Zoom is right now the most secure video conferencing platform available to us as teachers. Um, Yes, they had a bad start, but that was because nobody used Zoom before COVID-19 and it was, a, it was a very niche and small kind of uh, platform. And when uh, COVID-19 came along, everyone used Zoom and the flaws, security flaws that, that did exist um, happened. I mean, I think you remember the term Zoom bombing. Um, and uh, there's a story of a GAA AGM uh, that I'm sure most of you will uh, remember uh, uh, when there was a, zo a famous Zoom bomb. However, all that's been uh, fixed and not just fixed, they bought a security company to, ba uh, to basically ensure that the security is absolutely brilliant. Anyway, that's, uh, that's not uh, for the purpose of this, just to be, but I wonder, maybe it's worth checking GDPR for schools.ie just to make sure that anything you are going to be using is there and if it isn't um we need to do something about it i guess um and basically uh whatever uh, platform is chosen by the school it's important that a whole school upskilling on its usage is in place um right and are they going to provide this upskilling or are we going to have to kind of muddle through it ourselves like we did already and schools might also consider creating a page or a digital space on their school website and by the way just again for people who don't know um 
there is no funding from the government to have a school website. All school websites are funded through the capitation grant. Anyway, it should provide information on the platform and its usage for the wider school community. Anyway, number four, funding. Here we go, we're about to get money, aren't we? No, we're not, I'm sorry. Yes, here's, here's what they're going to do. They're going to lie and pretend they are. So here's what they're, here is the lie. We've, it basically says, we've been giving you money for the last number of years, so now use that money um, for cloud-based tools, learning platforms. So effectively, a few years ago, you weren't allowed to spend the money on web-based subscriptions. Um, they changed that uh, in 2019 or 2018. I can't remember, it was one or the other. And now what they're saying is you are allowed to get uh, buy learning platforms uh, for it. Um, but they're not going to be giving you any extra money for it, although they're pretending they will because they're going to say uh, that we're going to be giving another 50 million um, euro this year, which is exactly the same as the 50 million euro they gave last year and the year before and the year before. Um, I'm just going to read this because maybe they are giving extra money and maybe I will have to say sorry. Um, the rules governing the expenditure. So this year they gave uh, this year just gone. They gave forty million euro. Uh, that was based on circular number thirty one. Uh, that was a good circular. Um, and information and expenditure for top up funding of ten million was contained in number thirty two. That was when you could buy millions of laptops for children who weren't able to get them. I think I got six out of my grant. Um, anyway, this fifty million euro funding issued under the ICT grant scheme was in respect for the 2019-2020 year. A further 50 million will issue in the current school year. But that's 2020 to 2021, and that was guaranteed anyway, way before this circular. So it isn't any extra money. So um, I don't have to say sorry. Separately, the Department of Education also funds broadband connectivity to school. Now, some of you might not tell, be able to tell that you get broadband F, uh, because of your internet connections. Um, but apparently, according to the Department of Education, they give you a very good broadband. Um, and um, I hear some of you laughing or crying. I don't know. Um, anyway, they uh, they do all that. And uh, as well as that, they have a broadband service desk, um, which is a service I, I, I have to admit I've used uh, a number of times uh, over, the, over the last 12 years or so. And um, to be fair, it's a good service. Um, it's, I mean, it's as good as ringing any broadband provider um, <laughs> insofar as when your internet breaks down, they can test your line. And then if, it's, if there's something wrong with it, uh, they'll say, we'll call uh, air, open air to come and check it out and then you wait a few days and the problem's still not gone and you ring them back and say, well, there's nothing I can do about it, um, which is kind of what happens. But if uh, the other thing they can do is, uh, if it isn't the line, they can basically say, yeah, maybe call your uh, technician, your technician, your, your, your technician might have a look at that. And when you say, you do realize primary schools don't have technicians, they go, yeah, yeah. So anyway, you can also contact ICT advice at pdst.ie regarding queries about their infrastructure. Um, and apparently if you go to the PDS, this is a very snappy website, pdsttechnologyineducation.ie, you will find um, loads of information, apparently. So that's your funding. Number five, all about the policies that, that you need to consider for review in light of this circular. Aren't you lucky? Not only are you getting no extra money, what you're getting is loads of extra work, but you're also going to get to update your 
policies. Man, this is a government that keeps giving. So you'll have to update your access acceptable usage policies policy. Now I'm going to go through these because these are obviously important if you're a principal uh, or a school leader or a post holder. Um, so your acceptable usage policy uh, will have to be updated um, as a result of providing a learning platform because people will be using them differently to other things that you have in your school. Now you probably have already done this in light of COVID-19, but if you haven't, you have to do it. And to be honest with you, they aren't really giving you any information here. They're linking you to a webwise um, acceptable usage policy, which I'm going to uh, open up um, and probably shouldn't have um, because I, uh, remote school, oh, they have, they, in fairness, in May, uh, 2000, uh, in May uh, 2020, they actually um, created a remote learning school uh, policy considerations. Um, so in fairness, um, I can't criticize them there too much. That's, um, that's pretty good. So have a look there. Um, it, apparently your anti-bullying policy uh, will have to include a reference to cyberbullying. And again, there's a link to that. You'll need a data protection policy because you'll actually have to, um, uh, you really will have to update your, your, your um, what you call it? Uh, it's, 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 I think it's the risk assessment. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's risk assessment. If I, I could be wrong on that, but or your audit, sorry, your, your data audit. So where you're going to have to actually say, okay, you're going to be using these new tools now again, you've probably done this already. Uh, so if you're using Seesaw, you'll have to include Seesaw in your um, risk assessment, your audit um, for data protection, your GDPR audit, that's the one, and uh, explain what data is being stored on, your, for, uh, on it uh, and so on. So if you are a school that's just adopted Seesaw, you will be giving them uh, children's names. You'll be giving um, probably maybe giving them dates of birth, uh, possibly their teachers and things like that. So you'll, uh, you'll have to add these to your audit fun and um, your child protection policy needs to be reviewed and if necessary updated to take account of teaching and learning in remote uh, environments again you probably did this if you have a byod policy uh, that's a bring your own device policy um you're going to have to uh, update that now i think they're a kind of a tool that's sort of no longer um i suppose no longer used that much but um you know there, there are there are primary schools that allow children to bring in their own devices and I, I absolutely support that i think it's a very good idea um but again uh, there's lots of um i suppose things to um consider if you have one of those uh, policies um but anyway that's that's not for this episode well-being oh my god if if i see another circular where they mention well-being how has well-being what uh, sorry, a well-being policy now. We oh, we do have to have a well-being policy, don't we? Yeah, the well-being policy um, was this really rushed together um, policy that was uh, when Jan O'Sullivan was the Minister for Education. They basically took anything they could find relating to well-being um, and put it into a into a circular kind of booklet. Um, and the one bit of well-being they didn't uh, remember was the well-being of uh, the adults working in the school, but anyway apparently you'll have to upgrade your up, update your well-being policy oh god i don't know um anyway uh that's the last one so it's only how many policies you have to update six very good um part six and this is the last bit uh, of the main part of the thing so we're on to page um i don't know what page we're on to be honest with you page five um it is effective approach to supporting learning in a remote environment um well interestingly enough uh, they've said um 
to facilitate effective approaches to supporting learning in remote environments, schools are advised to also develop and adopt a model for learning that will support continue continuity of education regardless of a school closure or the inability of a class group or pupil to attend the school. Relevant guidance developed by the department will be available to support schools will be available, I wonder when, um, with their adopted approach to remote learning. Schools should incorporate planning for remote learning into their digital planning to, oh God. Anyway, they go on about the PDST uh, blended learning website, which um, which isn't great, um, but you know, you may as well have a look at it if you want. But what they do say then is look at Appendix 1 and look at Appendix 2. Appendix 1 is guidance to support remote learning for um, and Appendix 2 is links links web links um, and if you have any queries on the circular and um, they should be directed to ict policy at education.gov.ie now i imagine my first question would be is are you going to provide us with money to be able to buy these things um maybe that would be it or i don't know i have lots of questions that i can't articulate right now um I just think, you know, if you're going to be making us do this, I mean, first of all, it's six months too late because most of us already have done this um, out of necessity because we were basically told, keep keep the kids learning while they're at home and the school buildings are closed. So we all basically figured it out as we went along. And effectively what they've done is they've now just put this in a policy and they probably are saying, oh yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's you know, that's uh, that's what we meant all along. I don't know. It's um, anyway. There's nothing new in it. I suppose if there's any consolation to this policy or this circular, there's nothing nothing really new in it. And you, if you're a, if you're a school, you've probably done almost everything there. I just don't like how it's now policy. The only thing I, I would say is those five important words there at the at the very top of it there. That um, where was it? Because I, I paused on it. Yeah in the event of a partial or full school arising from public health advice so there's nothing to do with if schools close because of a power cut it's nothing to do if the schools are because of a red weather warning it says here arising from public health advice so we are not expected to be providing remote learning uh, in situations like that now i feel um the department of education missed a trick um in that in that regard i'm thankful for that fact um but anyway they did and um hopefully um that's good news, I suppose, for us because, um, I don't know, um, or maybe is it? I don't know. Anyway, it's a, I suppose it's a small point. So Appendix 1, just so you know, guidance for remote learning. It There isn't really a lot. It basically says go to the PDST website. It goes through key principles that uh, for this, a whole school approach to it, managing in-school remote learning environments, now the, uh, um, the development of digital skills for all teachers, um, develop digital competency skills for their pupils and students and ongoing uh, effective communication regard. like as i'm reading this a thought has come into my head here we have terrible ict um infrastructure in irish primary schools our the broadband coming into uh, most primary schools is way under what's needed to run and the funding for actual di uh, devices is minuscule um it's got okay in the last couple of years but there are still schools who have very little in terms of ict and um, we don't get enough money for it and it just seems very rich for the department of education to be asking schools to be doing all this sort of stuff when they don't provide adequate provision to schools 
it's very nice sending 50 million uh, to schools um, every year but that you know 50 million euro for IT isn't a huge amount of money um, to keep things going I mean if, if you look at it um, 50 million euro will buy you maybe one interactive whiteboard and five iPads or five laptops like it isn't enough um, it doesn't provide you with enough money to get technical support uh, um, and that's another huge issue that computers break down and you know if you're looking to get uh, your any of your devices fixed it's a 90 euro an hour fee for a technician to come out and schools have to get this money from somewhere and we don't have it so all these lovely ideas are all well and good if they were supported with the funding um, you know I was kind of uh, skipping along happily there for a second until I just realised we don't get the support for this and this this makes this circular quite annoying now um, apart from you know as I said I know we were doing a lot of this already but to continue it we need you know this 50 million euro coming indefinitely just to keep things going and we need more money to be able to buy the devices or at least lease the devices um, to be able to keep um, to keep going I mean again and I've argued this in previous episodes we need centralized models probably through the education centers to um, provide technology and devices to all schools um, and give them everything that they need um, instead of giving money to schools to spend as they wish and often foolishly and I, I would be guilty of that myself um, in the past because I would have bought things at a time where they were seen as the right thing to do for example when our school opened the first thing I needed to get was a good server that server is useless now um, I know it's a long time a long long since and maybe you know that's not a fair criticism of myself but um, I, I'm just thinking of things that I would have bought um, that just you know made may, may, uh, you know I suppose I didn't buy anything s silly but what I did buy breaks down after a while so for example any interactive whiteboard you're going to get at best 10 years out of it uh, but your projector you're going to get maybe three years before maybe two years before a bulb blows and you know where do you find the money to replace these things and then laptops two to three years really out of out of out of any laptop before it bloats out um, and we're not getting money to to replace these things and you know I mean the fact is schools end up buying um, cheap um, equipment because that's all they can afford they need to get as much bang for their buck so they're not getting um, you know the best devices let's say um, because they just can't afford them um, but anyway I mean I'm going off the point a little bit I'm not really going off the point at all uh, but it's just something that I thought there when they were going about the key principles they're not providing the resources for those key principles so they really need to sort that out um, they talk about the implementation for remote learning and what they need to do and um, they're drawing on the experience th uh, from of remote learning during COVID-19 schools are recommended to review their current position and learn from the approaches adopted um, so I mean basically you know you did all the work and now we're basically I don't think they're pretending they did the work but they're basically saying now now that you've done it you know learn from what you've done um, yeah I don't know look for CPD identify resources examine elements of the curriculum that need you know there's just a lot of stuff here that you need to be honest with you look it's a, it's a useful list if you're in that position and lucky enough that you can um, you know engage with remote learning where it's needed um, and to plan for it I mean at the moment we're still 
I mean, I suppose another another variable here is we're still paddling, um, and, uh, or I, I think as someone's put it, we're still building the plane as we're trying to fly it, and and these kind of circulars are unhelpful in a way because they they add another layer of work for us to do in a time where we don't have time to do new stuff. We're trying still, and I know it's, uh, some people think sure, it's, you know it's teaching us in rocket science, but it's really really difficult to um, create an entirely new way of teaching because that's what we're doing now. All of the stuff that we were doing before COVID-19 um, be, was natural to us, very active 21st century learning ways of doing things. But what we've had to do is retrain the way we teach in light of COVID-19, all the lovely stuff that you could do, um, you know, lots of movement, lots of activity, lots of active uh, work, you know, has to go or has to be adapted, has to change uh, to a different way. And this all takes time to implement and cement and to add another layer now to prepare for uh, you know distance learning while i know a lot of schools have you know have started that journey six months ago including ourselves um you know to, to go and revisit it now it just it isn't it's just the timing's very bad um and i mean i know it's only uh, the, the fact that they've sneaked it in very quietly to me means that they're not really taking it very seriously themselves but they feel they have to put it in um you know in case we have another set of school closures now if i was recording this podcast maybe even three or four weeks ago i would have said this circular came out because the plan is to close schools and they're they're basically making sure that they have a policy or a circular in place for if we do close schools but it doesn't look like we're going to be closing schools um anytime soon i, th I think i think i think we're pretty much um resigned to that uh, fact and that, that's like obviously a good thing in many ways but uh, so this idea for the remote learning i'm not quite sure what the purpose of it is and um, it also says uh, key considerations uh, for all this uh, apparently school leadership is important um, it always is uh, teaching and learning approach underpinned by teacher oh, flexibility uh, there's another keyword and the readiness of teachers to adapt to whatever model is put in place so basically you got to be adaptable my friends and um, you know whatever your school decides you just got to do it and um, that's what they're saying i think access to technology in the school and the home is a key engagement oh here we go again um, we are going to be responsible for making sure that children have uh, technology at home despite not getting any money or uh, for for that fact um wh what do you mean save the department of education didn't we provide 10 million euro uh for devices to all schools yes you did and 10 million euro got me six laptops uh, as i mentioned before so um there we go uh professional development support so that's pdst again uh poor broadband must be considered um and how to support so um over to you guys if you don't have access to broadband well, schools are going to fix the problem. This was in the last circular um, or uh, poetry reading that I did, and um, it kind of it tripped me up a little bit because I didn't see it. But there it is in black and white now again. That they're basically saying that if a child has poor broadband or poor access to devices, it's up to schools to fix that. Now, last time I checked, I was not a broadband provider. Um, as a school I have absolutely no capacity to climb up those big wooden telegraph poles and install one of those boxes um, never mind get one and then wire it up into somebody's house um, or to you know and connect it to a telecom switch I, I, I honestly don't remember uh, that as part of my teacher training um, and you know if open air 
aren't even able to do it who are the uh, providers of all broadband to the entire country and then you've got the likes of your broadband providers don't seem to be able to do it i don't see how schools can do it and to be honest it's a really i, I wasn't annoyed about it the last time because it kind of you know when you hear something the first time you get tripped up by it but now i'm hearing it a second time it's a really really annoying thing to put in a circular we can't do anything about broadband provision uh for students we just can't um amazing anyway it goes on models for remote learning in general the two most applicable blended learning models suited to this contingency is right as identified by the pdst um, it's good to see they're alive um, are the enriched virtual model and the flipped classroom model some schools with well-developed use of digital technology in education are likely using a preferred model i don't know what that means and information on these models which schools may find useful at the early stages of embedding remote learning using technology is available here and there's a link on that here I have to click on it because I am fascinated um, by what they mean. Um, they have, um, oh, there isn't very much here. Um, yeah, no, there's not very much here. So I'm not, I'm not going to learn. What a shame. Oh well. Um, aspects particular to primary. So uh, luckily, this is a, a primary education circular. Um, so this is a, uh, particular to us. In preparation, uh, or sorry, in preparing for remote learning, it is acknowledged that pupils benefit from appropriate choice, flexibility, and multiple means of engagement and response. This supports meaningful and sustained learning experiences. And so far, this makes this isn't saying anything at all. It is important to review the approach adopted during COVID-19, including engagement with parents to identify the most effective solutions for future planning. So effectively, what they're trying to say is ask the parents what they want you to do and then do it maybe i don't know anyway it says younger pupils may be less able to engage independently and disadvantaged slash send pupils will require more individual support this the involvement of parents in supporting primary pupils to manage remote learning is critical and effective engagement to underpin this partnership approach is essential further guidance on curriculum delivery in remote environments is available here i'm going to click on this here again and let's see see i'm at home that's why i have good broadband um oh it's that lousy reopening our primary schools uh document where there's tons and tons of nothingness there so again that link isn't very useful uh, then it moves on to post-primary uh, which they give even less and then they talk about SkullNet, um and um it says how brilliant SkullNet is um and i can um assure you SkullNet is um could be better um it's got it's 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 it, it, it really disappoints me all the time um because it could be so good um given the number of people that work in it um i it says there's twenty one thousand curriculum tagged teaching and learning resources available on skullnet and the, the thing is the vast majority of them are links to not irish developed content i i don't know i mean i i just find skullnet could be amazing um i've given loads of exam i've given uh, I don't know if I've recorded a podcast about yes I have uh, about what Skullnet could be and um, and reasons why it isn't and ways that it could be um, after that uh, there's links to resources and support and there's one two three four pages of um, resources and support and half of them are basically links to PDST websites um, and then another one is Department of Education website circulars i have no idea what they're why why they would be of any use and then there's a couple 
from other department websites um and agencies um which you know i don't think i actually have to say i don't think there's any one of them that's of any use and to anyone who's looking to get a learning platform i guess they couldn't really list the various um platforms that you could use because they'll probably leave someone out or they might pick one that is insecure and maybe the department of education have learned uh that um actually doing their job is very difficult um because uh, when it comes to hand sanitizer when they actually did the job for schools they messed it up really badly so i suppose they're not really going to be uh, providing us with uh, learning platforms because they'll probably do that very badly so really that's um the circular uh, the poetry reading is over i'm sure uh, as you can imagine it was enthralling for you as it was for me i can't believe uh, i spent over half an hour on it um but hopefully it was of use to you um uh, i know you did most of this work six months ago but now it's in a circular so um you can do it all over again anyway that's it um i hope uh you got something out of it and um until friday um i will leave you to it and uh thanks for listening all the best bye bye